Sometimes I like to watch like news anchor fails on YouTube. And every mm-hmm. time I watch it, I'm like, these people are so dumb. And then I have to remind myself they're on TV every day. Every day. And it's like they're bound to mess up. Like, I mess right. up all the time at my right. job. Right, exactly. I just am not on film right. when it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, like, when the news anchors do, I always laugh because I'm like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I know. You it's so embarrassing. Job. And people put it together on, like, a news right. fail compilation. compilation. Yeah, for sure. Hello, I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode is the Goldbergs. Okay, so why did you start watching the Goldbergs? You told me to start watching the Goldbergs, and I was very suspicious. I had seen the advertisements and stuff for the Goldbergs for a while. Do you remember what season I started watching? Five? Probably because I think I started watching it live in four. Okay. So that maybe, would make maybe sense. Maybe it was four. It was four or five. And so obviously, but it was like several seasons were out and it's, you know, a full like on TV show. Mm-hmm. And so ABC, it's on ABC, right? Yes. ABC had done their advertising stuff for it. And I just never wanted to watch it. Like I never had any desire to watch it at all because it seemed like, you know, the 80s versions of that 70s show, which I remember, we were just talking about this, I remember liking that 70s show in high school, but I, because it was novelty, I guess, the 70s, but the 80s is just like, to me, seems like the cheap 90s, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. I, like, we were born in 92, 93, like, we didn't grow up in the 80s in any kind of way, and honestly, barely grew up in the 90s, like, we were so small in the right, so, right. We're definitely two thousands kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just was like, I'm not gonna get any of it. Like, I'm not gonna get it. Right, right. You know, like full stop. So I was always pretty hesitant to give. I never wanted to give it a try. But then when you're like, no, it's really good. Like you should watch it. You should watch it. I was like, you know, fine. So I did. That's what so funny. I don't have any memory of, of recommending it to you. I don't doubt that I did, but I think it's because I was probably just like shooting off shows to being like, I think yeah. you would think this is funny. Mm-hmm. So I started watching it. Cause right after I graduated from college, I moved into a studio apartment by myself. And so when we would go out and I would go home, I would always be like kind of drunk and like, didn't really want to go to bed. Like you and I think probably have this in common more than most of our friends were like, I'll just stay up so long. Yep, for the yeah. Night I'm like, night I need all. to shower. I need yep. to do all of this stuff. And I'm like full blown. I clean my room. I'm like, I need to do dishes. <laughs> I need. So I was like prolonging. Make a three course meal. I'm like, I'm going to make myself sober up. Yeah. So I turned on the Goldbergs because in my drunk brain, I was like, I don't care about this show. Right. Yeah, of course. And also if I forget or don't pay attention or I'm like doing other things, it's just like was calming me because I was like drunk and living alone in like 22. And so that's why I started watching it. And so that's why um, I don't know whenever it switched from being a show that like essentially I would turn on when I got home and like would do all of my things to, to a show that like I watch religiously. Like that's such an, like I can't remember when that happened. But so like for me, rewatching the pilot was a fucking trip (laughs) because I don't think I'd ever watch it sober. (laughs) I think I watched it after I came home from the bars and had one too many to drink and turned it on and was like, this doesn't going to stress me out. This isn't about murder. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to break into my apartment. So watching it a few nights ago, I was like, oh, I'm glad I stuck with it. It's very funny. What did you think of the pilot? Yeah, I thought the pilot was good. I gave it a 10 out of 10. 
Oh, so you... It, well, because it does what a pilot should do, which is introduce everybody who is important, including, or more importantly, arguably, the relationships mm-hmm. and the dynamic of the show, as well as, like, what you're in for, right? Right, right. So with this show, the pilot is the circle of driving, and we get to see Bev being a smother. We get to see Adam and Pop as their cute little, like, grandson-grandfather relationship. Barry being chaotic. Mm-hmm. Murray being, like, peak dad with mm-hmm. the subtitles. And yeah. um, parking his pants, shouting all the time, and also Bev yelling at the neighbors. So it wasn't just them as a nuclear, like, internal family stuff, but it was also how they interact with the outside world, which is important because all of this just like lays out the framework for what's going to happen as well as these kids being in middle school, high school. So, you know, intuitively that that's what the show's going to be about. Right. I think they did a, I, I agree. I gave it a nine out of 10 just because I don't know what my 10 out of 10 pilot's going to be yet. Um, uh, this is my like second or third 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I mean, how could this have been better? Jeff. Like the JTP being introduced okay. earlier. Well, it, I understand They weren't though, even barely in season one. They weren't in it at all. Their first right. episode was in season two. No, I agree. I mean, like, if I were grading, like, not comparing to other shows and not wanting to, like, give away my 10, like, it's a golden ticket, this probably would have been a 10. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, I'm trying to think of I any notes. So I know. I was going to say. The mic. I'm so sorry. God, I did it again. Okay. We moved our mics, and so now they're, like, at a weird I, place for me. I had forgotten how much, just because since I did binge season one through three and then watched four through six, mm-hmm. seven, four through seven, live, I had forgotten how much I enjoyed Young Adam with Pops because as the show has progressed, I've just related more to the older kids and Beverly's storyline and Adam's always just kind of been like a, a throwaway character to me, which is so dumb. He's the main character, but right. his storyline's always kind of my least favorite. Um and so it was fun seeing young Adam with young pops, like kind of out in the world. I really enjoyed it. I agree with you. Maybe it is a 10 out of 10. For anybody who does not watch the show, if just to really tie up what we have basically just explained, but this show in general is about Adam F. Goldberg, who is a, the real. Don't forget the F. <laughs> yeah, Adam F. Goldberg, who is the uh, director. What is he? He's of the this? creator He's of the creator, show. He's the creator, right. He's the creator of the show, and it's about his. It's based on. His actual experience with his actual family, he was the first kid on the block or first family on the block to have a video recorder. And so he has actual, a lot of footage from his childhood that they use and also like redo, like, so they'll do like side-by-sides of the original recording that he made as a kid and what the show has done with the actors. And so it's him and his two siblings who one of them was swapped for a girl in real life. He, he was him and two Eric, brothers. Yeah. yeah. Eric and Barry, but in for the TV show, they made it Eric, uh, Barry and Erica. And then his mother, <laughs> Beverly Goldberg and his father, Murray Goldberg, and then the grandpa pops and it's the eighties. And it just follows them as they sort of grow up in mm-hmm. through middle school and high school. And then on to a little bit of college, Barry is, or excuse me, uh, Adam is the youngest, so a lot of it is through his lens of his world and then his older siblings, and it is seven seven seasons deep. They have been renewed for an eighth, and so that's 
that's the summary of the show. So, mm-hmm. and this isn't one. So, like, obviously, on other episodes, we've you know highlighted at the beginning. Don't listen to this because of spoilers. But yeah. I feel like with the Goldbergs, could, even if you know what's coming, it's still funny, and our yeah. delivery is going to be different, and yeah. our summary is going to be different. It's a so, comedy, you so. could definitely, after listening to this, if we've piqued your interest, I definitely recommend checking it out. All seasons are streaming on Hulu. Yes. So, Soph. As we mentioned, it's a comedy. As we've mentioned, <laughs> were you ready for my transition? Mm-hmm. As we've mentioned, it's a comedy. <laughs> what are some of your favorite bits or jokes? So. I rewatched sort of a sprinkling of shows in prep for this episode, but so and I did a really bad job of writing one-liners down because the show is just so funny. Like it's so much funnier it's than so I gave it credit for. Funny, and I just didn't want to be like bogged down with like every single random joke they made because they're all so funny. But um, in season two, episode seven, Adam is talking to. Lainey, who is dating Barry, mm-hmm. and Barry is like chaotic <laughs> and like runs with his arms like flopping behind him. And Lainey is AJ Mashaka Mashaka from Allie and AJ, and she's of course like so beautiful and so cute. And Adam says to her in the hallway at school, "I'm not saying you could do better, but we're all thinking it." <laughs> <laughs> I think. I texted you the other night. I think, like, my favorite is when Beverly or Adam are mean because it's the least <laughs> surprising. Like, it's right. the most surprising because, like. Okay, Beverly's mean a lot. I know, but I feel like every time she's mean to one of her kids, it's so how a mom is mean to you. Yeah. Like, are you sure you want to wear that? You have other flattering things. And you're <laughs> like, oh, oh, like, that was me. Right. Like, I feel like Beverly's insults to yeah. her children are what get me. Yeah, and then yeah, Adam's yeah. insults to people outside <laughs> of his family get me. Yeah, Adam's Adam's Everyone's insults, real snippy and witty well, though. Adam's insults are Erica's like just a mean. backhanded. You're not ready for it, but it's there. A lot like the third brother, like my brother, the third child in my family. Mm-hmm. I think you're not expecting his little insults, but then you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, Nick is the king of one-liners. Yeah, he's I the king of one-liners. Don't think I've heard your brother talk since he was 14. He's much more subtle than Adam. And much cooler, but like, yeah, his his one liners like crush. So okay, so then in season two, episode ten, and Murray says a, a version of this like several times a season, but Murray, the dad, says, "Bev, our children are not talented." <laughs> I love how con- how constantly people just have to bring her down to earth to be like, yeah. "Your kid's not her a Swayze. Like you're yeah. not. You're yeah." Um, and then in season six, episode two, titled You Got Zuko'd, um, Jeff freaking out about not getting Bev's recipe box. Have that one down. Okay. I keep that video on my phone for nights when I just need to pick me up. And I okay, watch. wait, you could, I couldn't find the video anywhere. Oh, no, it's recorded from my TV. Okay, you I have, personally recorded. I have okay, four okay, okay, okay. Jeff videos on my phone that I watch okay, whenever wait, I'm feeling I actually bummed recorded out. This. I actually, I, I, when I couldn't find it. And it's and it it was so frustrating that I couldn't find a clip of it because not only is it the funniest, like arguably the funniest thing that's ever happened to me, mm-hmm. but like it's not even mentioned. It's not mentioned in recaps, it's not mentioned in summaries, it's not mentioned in video reviews of this episode. Like it's as if it only happened for you and me. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a I have a 19 second. Yeah, that is so short, but it's so it's not the cold open, like it comes after. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I, the, the delivery of jokes, I think on this show is one of the most underrated, yeah. or maybe it's not. I haven't honestly read that many articles about it. I just, 
It's um, like casual. Everything the, is so casual. The writers on the show are writers that like I follow when they go on to other projects because I do <laughs> really think they have a certain level of comedy that I just really enjoy. Yeah, me too. All right, Jake, you want to play this clip of uh, season Jeff res- responding to the recipe box? Oh, wait. So should we set it up? Hang on. Wait, wait. Okay, so basically what happens in the very... <laughs> what happens at the beginning of this okay. episode is uh so it's season six so barry and laney are engaged right so bev is like of course trying to like mom the shit out of everything and is like okay well you're now gonna be taking care of my barry so you and she's caught them using like frozen meals before like that's laney making dinner because you know she's 18 or whatever right right but that was like okay to keep my son happy you need to make all his favorite things and here's the recipe box it's like a physical wooden box with all his recipes in it and she like betrothes it to her why did i say it like that i don't know betrothes? <laughs> barcelona. <laughs> barcelona i can't get elite out of my head um <laughs> i can't roll my arms um, she gives it to laney and laney's like i don't want this right and pops is a witness there's a witness in the room for this and pops is like just take it and that right. is like you don't want the box and she's like i don't want the box she's like you take the box and laney's like i don't want the box whatever anyway so then they go downstairs just so you know at this point erica the oldest sibling is dating jeff who is barry's one of barry's best friends yes and also like totally devoted like such a sweetie all i want in life is a jeff all i want is a jeff who is just like totally devoted to her so now they're in the the scene starts okay well hold on hold on hold on so before we get into this what can we explain who like who's barry like age wise like He's the Who's middle. Who's the oldest brother? Because we never like touched on that. I, I Barry, seen it, but I can't. In remember. this episode, well, Barry's the middle child, and Erica is the oldest child, but they're I think only a year apart. Yeah, because and... Erica and Lainey graduate, and they're the same age, yeah. and Barry and Jeff graduate a year right. after, and they're the same age, and they're dating. Like Barry and yes. Lainey are dating, and so Lainey okay. and Erica. Um, right, which honestly, kudos to this show for keeping everyone on track. With Lainey really is a year older, and yeah, and um. Jeff really is a year younger because they could have just blurred. I have a lot to say about the relationships on the show. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. So wait, so that's pretty much the setup. Yeah. And, and and Barry and like I said, Barry and Lainey are like 18, 19. They also impulse got engaged. It was very like they were, and they talk about it and I all talk about it, but like, They got engaged, I think, because everybody was like, y'all are going to break up when you go to college. Uh-huh. And they were both kind of like, well, fuck you then. Rather, Let's get married. It, like, it, it was a very immature. Yeah, I know. It was um, a very weird thing for the show to do. And I'm honestly still not sure how I feel But about anyway, this, this scene should have been mentioned in every review. Oh, yes. It should have given this 10 stars on IMDb. Okay, we were hyping it up too much. The future. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. Her future is Barry's mom. I can't believe your mom forced me to take the box. The nerve. Well, did you at least give a speech to honor the big moment? Calm down, Jeff. Lainey will lend you the dumb box so that you can cook and bake for me, too. No, your mom gave it to her, not me. I'll just make you store-bought cookies from a mix like some stupid <laughs> face off the street. Okay, we get it. <laughs> Clearly, you want to be Erica's mom, but I'm not going down that way. You are- <laughs> Anyways, that's a clip. <laughs> See, we have to way too much. No, you can edit that out. That's so cute. So, oh God, I fucking love Jeff. So... <laughs> Anyway, back to my list. So, big tasty music videos. I have that on my Just list, like in too. general. Yep. So funny. Um, every time Bev says she could have been a lawyer, in fact, there is a whole episode dedicated to it, but she says it throughout the show. Her, I could have been a lawyer, slash, I have failed as a mother. I failed as a mother. Yeah, so good. So good. And then I, for some reason, have, even though I rewatched a ton of episodes, I have two from season seven, episode 22. 
Wow. I know. I don't know why I felt so compelled. So <laughs> at the uh, cold open of 722, Adam and his girlfriend are kissing in the basement and then <laughs> <laughs> in the dark. And then Bev comes in and interrupts them and turns the light on because she has, like, laundry and she's, like, screaming at them. And then Pops comes downstairs Mm -hmm. to, like, ask Bev something. And then Murray comes down to, like, see what's going on. And then the whole book club comes down the stairs. They're like, oh, we're doing book club in the basement Right, are we doing book club in the basement? And then Erica appears and then Barry also appears. Uh So, like, literally the entire family and neighbors are now in the basement to witness. Like, it just, it was just such a, like, uh, physical humor Right, and that was a really good cold open that set up the rest of the episode in, like, a really smart way. Yeah. They don't always necessarily gel. Yeah, I agree. And then later on in the episode, um, Erica's and I, the setup, I, well, the setup actually honestly doesn't really matter, but Barry is, Lainey has reappeared and Barry also just is now dating, uh, Ren, Ren and <laughs> is trying to decide between the two of them uh-huh. and goes to Erica for advice. And Erica says, why are all my friends into you? You're built like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought 722 was such a strong episode. And then I was so annoyed that 723, like Beverly, like didn't acknowledge who Bria was. Like I didn't, yeah, I thought that was such sure. a weird um, thing. Do you know if their filming got cut short because of COVID? Like were I they supposed know. to have 24? I don't know. It, it seemed like a weird end of season. Yeah. yeah I, I'm assuming they were should have had one because there's like no cliffhanger or anything. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So but. do you have other additional jokes that I did not? I'm so I do love when <laughs> Murray like meddles in Erica and Jeff's relationship always, but there's one in particular where he tricks Jeff into proposing. So okay. he yeah, I remember this is like in, I didn't rewatch this episode, but yeah, he's like in the room with them and Jeff like runs in and gets down on one knee and proposes. And Erica's like, no, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And Jeff's response is, I was just trying to do what everyone tells me, like a good boy. <laughs> Made me laugh so hard. Because also, like, he's 18. Like, I love that he still calls yeah, himself, like, a good boy. A good boy. Um, so earnest. And then anytime Beverly goes on a rant, and I couldn't find one, of course, but she's done it multiple times, about, like, her friend's brother, sister's nephew was in an accident and lost his oh arms and is yes. now just a boy with a head. Oh like, my God. how yes. she, like, it's, it's very, like, it reminds me of something but that I can't place. But, like, I mean, moms in general, maybe, yeah. who are just like, well, like my, you know, my, you know, your dentist, Dr. Allen's son didn't wear a sweater when he went bike riding <laughs> and he got frost on his hands and they had to amputate his whole hand he only has one hand now yeah so you should wear a sweater (laughs) but i just love how beverly's are always like so he's just to be you (laughs) he's just a head and a body and and murray's always like no like (laughs) like, no like he's like so i love her it's true she takes it too far her taking it too far makes me laugh every time and then my last one is barry i feel like his character is just a bit like yeah if you he's a hard character to like kind of root for because he's so, I don't like Barry. and I like that they actively like, will say like, you're annoying. Like he'll say like, I know I'm annoying and irrational. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. like they're very self-aware yeah. with his character, but there's like one like quote in particular that I feel like really sums up Barry, which is as most of you know, I've spent the majority of my life hysterical and emotional and out of control. I speak the language when Erica's yes. going through her breakup. I watched that one. It made me laugh so hard. And I was also like, that's like peak Barry. Like, I, that's the most Barry moment ever. Because it's true. He, like, can speak 
He's so irrational and yeah, emotional. And so I emotional. love that in real life, he is actually a doctor. Like, what? like the Barry, oh. like in, like Adam's okay, brother, Adam, Barry in real life. Yes. Not the actor. No, not the actor. The, <laughs> like this really happened. He really did grow up and become a doctor. I don't think he was this silly. Also, like anytime he runs or like storms off Running the hands. is so funny. Yeah, I just also like how much Barry is just a hundred percent Barry. Like yeah. he could have changed and like become another, he, oh. he could have calmed down and he never did. I forgot I had these handwritten notes. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Because I was like, wait, I would have sworn I also wrote down. Sorry, I'm now interrupting your No, I just have time. one more. Okay, tell yours. Okay, so the episode where Beverly and Murray re oh, yep. renew their vows. Yep, I watched this one, yeah. And Murray's wedding vows are just the theme from Family Times <laughs> down to the Shalala. Uh-huh. Right. And like the fact that he goes into the Shalala mm-hmm. and Beverly not realizing until. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Crimp points it out. And I just thought that was a funny little joke. Yeah, I know that was hilarious. Um, and then he, like, kind of almost got away with it. Yeah. So, Sophie, round two of jokes. Sorry, round two of jokes. Um, so, season two, episode 18. Uh, <laughs> there, it's the episode that, okay, so, actually, there's a lot of funny things about this episode. So, season two, episode 18 is the episode where Barry and Erica are introduced to a CD player. And, like, there's an entire, obviously very tongue-in-cheek conversation that Erica and Barry have with each other at the beginning of this episode that's like, oh, my God, a CD-ROM, this is it. This is the end of technology. (laughs) They're never going to invent something this great ever again. And I think when Barry's trying to convince Murray to buy a CD player for them, which is $900, he says... All of the engineers just gave up. They know this is the best thing they'll ever make. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so deadpan, like, so tongue-in-cheek, like, it's hilarious. But anyway, so in this same argue or later, so Murray makes them the promise, the bet that, okay, if you write the greatest song on Earth or ever, then I'll buy you a, a CD player. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then Erica and Barry, rarely on the same team, but in this episode, they are decide that they actually don't have to write their own episode or own song. They can just cover another song because their dad never listens to music. So he's not going to know. So mm-hmm. they do. Oh my gosh, I want to say they song? do true colors, but I don't think they do true colors. No, it's not true colors, man. Now I really wish I would have written it down. What is it? Let's look. Handy Google has everything. Escape the Pina Colada song. No, there's no way that's what they sang. Uh, um, let me look. It was like a classic rock ballad, I think. Well, whatever. It was super famous. And was it like a Billy Joel song? Yes, it was a Billy Joel song. It wasn't We Didn't Start the Fire, was it? No. Okay. Let me. Okay. I, I did okay. think it was Billy Joel. It, it might have been Billy Joel. Billy Joel sounds right. But, uh, okay, so he. They they play the song and Murray's like I know that this is a popular like he's like you didn't write that like that's like I know what that is and Erica goes but you don't listen to music and Murray goes but I live on Earth <laughs> <laughs> oh oh yeah 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 it was your song your song yeah yeah then I think the last thing I wrote on this little notepad. There's a voice, Adam does a voiceover 
in the Chrismica episode, <laughs> which is not called Chrismica, but from the yeah the whatever Hanukkah the Hanukkah episode. yeah the Hanukkah episode where Adam says before we knew it Bev got the Hanukkah she always wanted Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great moment. I also love anytime when Beverly goes to the school and like oh when Adam plays like when Adam plays her and will like get her to like get him out of stuff like yes, whenever manipulates her. He like couldn't Jim. run because he was growing or like when he wants to be in the play and yeah. she's like make he's like make me Jesus mama. Like the teachers are afraid of her and it's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So ready for the next transition where I say this is a next. very funny show. Yep. But there are some heartbreak scenes. Yep. What is your heartbreak scene? I know this is, like, pretty late, but Erica's, like, failed college, not college, but, like, well, kind of, honestly, because she went to college first, right? Mm -hmm. And then decided to drop out for the music. Join a rock band with Lainey. Right. Her dropping out of school was sad to me because I was like, there's no way this is going to go very well. And then, like, her kind of having to move home and, like, be humbled and all that. Like, I mean... I'm glad it happened. Like, it was good for the show, but Erica was such the golden child of this show up until that point, which is, like, what, season five? Like, pretty deep. Or six? That Erica was the golden child? No, that Erica was, that this happened. Um, She went to college in season five. Okay. So, it was, it was weirdly naive. And she dropped out at the end of season five. Yeah. Because season six, she was home. Season seven, she went. Or she went back in six, I think. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Her and Barry went together. Um, but like it was, it was, it was really smart of the show to handle college this way. It honestly felt realistic that they like. I mean, they live in Philly, right? Like a burb of Philly. But the kids went to school in Philly. Seems realistic. Like that happens. You know what I mean? Like, and right. so it made sense that they were still local. You know, and were coming home when they when you know when she did go to school and you could like trot back and forth and have your mom show up on campus. Um, and so I, I, I know I read some review or not reviews, but like opinion pieces about how the show tanked after five because of how they handled college. But like, I really disagree because I think they've handled this college transition better than any show I've ever watched. I completely agree. Unless they've skipped over college. I think they've handled it better Right. At any show. Because also in having Erica come home and then go back, she was able to go back with Barry and the JTP. So their mm-hmm. storylines, because with Erica dating Jeff, Jeff kind of like abandoned, like air quotes a little bit, the JTP and spent, his yeah. storyline was spent with Erica. Right, right. And so the JTP became Rob, Andy, Matt, uh-huh. and uh, Barry. And so I think in putting them all in college at the same time and like, doing the dorm like I think they were able to kind of give the show a new life in a way that if they had had Erica leave like I think they right. did it really smart no I agree and it was nice that like time you know they is follow pa- time yeah, yeah time's passing, passing and you know it did give a lot of opportunity for Bev to have a lot of character her evolution her evolution and but the actual like Erica fall from grace was really tough and maybe I cared more about that because I always related to Erica a lot um we're both of one of three and we're both oldest child and obviously girls so theoretically we and Erica are all in the same boat um but 
So maybe that's why I always related to Erica because she all as well, and especially the way she her family dynamic was, she was doing her own thing most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. And she was like not putting up with her brother's shit, which like literally that is the definition of my whole life. Right. <laughs> I think it was also a little bit harder for her to watch her fall from grace because of how she seemed so above sounds negative, but like she seemed so ready to go to college and she yeah. seemed so ready to like get prepared rid of, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like get rid plan. of that and do all of that stuff. Yeah. And then for it to be hard, I think is so mm-hmm. realistic. Like her and, life like, really fell apart. And like even watching, and like, I really, I watched this episode last night and I, cause I was like, is this going to be my heartbreak scene? And it, it ended up not being, cause it wasn't as sad as I had projected my own emotions on right, it. Sure. Um, but the episode where she's like packed up, ready to leave for college, everything's good. And then Jeff's like, Hey, your mom like really loves you. Like <laughs> all of these love notes that she's written you every day for the past three years. And then Erica's like, shit, I'm not ready to go to college. Like yeah. I'm in, so I think that that's like a very, whether you have it depending on your scale, that realization of like, ugh, like my parents are so annoying. They're always around to like, oh fuck, my parents are never around. Yeah, is, right, right, right. Is like such a growing up moment, right. and I think it's very relatable for anybody who's left their parents and yeah. also had had a family life that was that stable. Right, and a smother. Yeah, who was like doing everything for you. Yeah, I know right. it. Um, yeah, that was really. Um, Anyway, I mean, it, it's not obviously one scene, but yeah, I don't a know. storyline. That was a storyline where I was like, that was a bummer. You know, yeah, like, yeah. her whole plot was a bummer for like. A but season. then there was so much of a. The payoff was good and we payoff, got more Jeff. Well, and also it was nice to see her choose to go back to college instead yeah, of just being assumed was, to go. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. I did not know how they were going to resolve her storyline, especially yeah, with same. AJ Mashaka going off to do Schooled yep. and leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, schooled, which is the spinoff of the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure where Erica was going to fit in the Goldbergs universe. Yeah, it was a big mystery. So I was really happy with how the payoff And I'm worked. glad they didn't just dump her. Me too. Me too. Um, so mine is from season six, episode 11, The Wedding Singer, which is the Laney and Barry breakup. So oh, yeah. they um, have been dating since season two and got engaged. And like you kind of see their engagement, the plot hole, like the plot holes, but the the cracks in their relationship before. Granted, they're, I mean, they. Well, their whole relationship was so. Um, like they worked well together, but Barry was so chaotic. Like Barry was never responsible enough to be in a legit, in a serious relationship, I think, because he was so immature. Right. And I think their breakup proved that right. And also I think their breakup was actually very mature. Like we love each other. If this is supposed to happen, it'll happen, but it's not supposed to happen right now. And him watching the video, like that was the... (laughs) That was the storyline where Adam like could make a serious video and like put all of the like oh gags in it the and everything, and stuff, yeah. which was a, kind of annoying. But at the yeah. very end of the episode, after Barry runs to the airport, him and Lainey realize that their relationship's just not going to work out, and he comes home and um, Adam had put together like a compilation of like all of the times he'd like caught them on video and like Barry's crying and like everybody. It was just like a very sweet moment, and it was kind of the realization like I had known. AJ was going to school and leaving the show and that Barry and Lainey's story was over just kind of bummed me out because I did like them together. I thought they were a sweet couple. Um, they were a fun plot when they were together. Yes. Because yeah. also they never they changed other the other person. Well. They never made Lainey right. more ridiculous or Barry more serious. And so they were able to just be like a goofy couple that you mm-hmm. would have had in high school. Which I really enjoyed that they didn't make it, you know, like it wasn't like Riverdale where they were like jumping in the shower and having sex oh with each God. other in the first episode. Like, yeah, there's none of that. They made it so, I think, realistic in the most characterized, 
characterized with. But I will say, this episode did give me one of my personal favorite Barry quotes, <laughs> which was, I'm not ready to get married. I'm still a child. I get angry and jealous when someone else gets a present and I don't, which, <laughs> wow, have I ever related to right? something else. I'm always like, I can't have kids. I'm still mad whenever I don't get the last piece of pizza. <laughs> like, I relate to some of Barry's. I just would never say them out loud. Um, so, Soph, yeah. what was the moment when you were like, I guess I'll keep watching this show? What was your turn? Honestly, I think it was in the pilot when they did the Murray translation quotes. And the subtitles the for subtitles his. subtitles for Murray, mm-hmm. um, You're a Moron, and other things. I was like, okay, like, this is going to be funny. And I don't, I don't want to say, like, too much, but Murray as a character. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? Mary as a character, <laughs> uh, my mother was nothing like Beverly. Uh-huh. She was not a mother. However, like there are many similarities between my dad and and Murray. Oh my god! Just just like a few. Let's be real. Your dad is so Murray. He doesn't know how to podcast. He's not going to listen to this. I mean, no, but like other people who might know him might. Whatever. I think for everyone's dad, there's a little bit of like code reading. Mm-hmm. I think that's a relatable thing. Like Murray was written, I'm sure, to be close to what Adam's actual dad was like, but, I mean, dads are dads, right? (laughs) Like, there's a lot of, like, general relatability, but I think the Murray character, compared to other TV dads, I think, has felt the most similar to my own. Yeah, so I think that was what probably like Murray's character which we really got to see in season in the pilot was I was like, oh, "Okay, well like this is more than just Bev being a crazy over the top mom right. and these kids being 80s kiddos like it's there's a full there's a lot of heart to it." Right, and like a more like a pretty realistic mm-hmm. or at least like relatable way. I'm not going to say realistic, but like relatable. There's way. a Murray moment that Literally, I texted my dad, and it was the one where him and uh, Barry go to the sports game and leave because oh he God. wants to avoid traffic. And then they, they miss, leave like, the game early. That's happened every time I've gone anywhere. <laughs> my dad parks on the, goes in the exit and parks facing the exit at church. <laughs> like, my dad will do anything to avoid traffic. So there's been a ton of Murray moments where I've thought, like, Steve Linus. <laughs> like, I'll be like, and like, even we'll talk about the episode, but there's been times where I've been like, and my mom does a little Beverly action. <laughs> so I do think that there's, it's a, it's a relatable show. Yeah. It's also funny to think like, you're definitely your family's Erica. Yeah. And I hate to think I'm my family's Barry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. we're, if yeah. we're doing the, Jake's like a crimp. Yeah. He's like the stereotypical, like oh the perfect God. family yes. across the street. Another joke. I love the crimps <laughs> just like in general. And they're like, perfect. Like. Yeah, Blonde hair, blue eyed, like white picket fence neighbors. Oh god, yeah. so funny! Like such a great foil <laughs> yeah, to yeah, the Goldbergs, and I and I love. You're a crib. Whatever, and I love. Why you're not like one of us dysfunctional people? <laughs> oh god, and I love that the that Bev and Mrs. Cramp, I can't remember her name, was Art Bike for friends. So it wasn't like a rival. I mean, it was yeah. a rival, but they were friends. It was so smart of them to give Beverly her like. Bev heads and like her yes. uh, when they do the like Goldberg girls episode and like giving her like the sh- Miss Schwartz and mm-hmm. like they giving her friends. I love that. Um, and like when she does the dirty dancing. Oh my so God. I good. died. I wish they would have introduced Bev's friends sooner. Yeah. Everything about the show and getting prepped for 
this episode, I was shocked happened so late. Yes. Like, I'm like, what even happened season one and two? I'm like, no idea. I would have told you all of that stuff happened early, early. Right. And I was like, oh, they didn't get together till the end of season four. Or like, they were still in high, they didn't graduate till the season four finale. Like, like Which is wild. Laney and they were, I was shocked that so much of the show happened between season four and season seven. Yeah, because... Because, but it made it because I when I watched it live, too. Barry got his driver's license in the, in the pilot. Yeah, so five years later, he's graduating from high school. Yeah, well, whatever. We're gonna look over that because we've really commented a lot about. Well, how- yeah, well, and they do, but it's just weird. Like I want shows to follow a timeline or have no timeline. You know what I mean? And right. They kind of did pick both sides. Whatever. Um, well, they followed a timeline in that, like. Erica was always a year older than like they just never told us what what time and I think that's what the show does right it's 1980 something we don't know what yeah. year it is we don't know what month it is so for all we know they're jumping around yeah, a bunch so um yeah Wait, what was your turning point scene so this one's hard for me because yeah. I really don't remember any of season one through three because I do think a lot of it I watched either coming home or like when I was doing other stuff so I have a a turning when I was re-watching it I was like oh this is probably when I bought in and then I have a scene that I'm like, oh, I regularly think of the scene whenever I think of the Goldbergs. So I think the turning point scene was from The Ring when Beverly realizes in season one, episode five, that Murray gave her his ex-fiance's ring. That was so funny. And then she was like totally fine with it, totally chill. Like she didn't care that they'd been engaged before, didn't care that he kept the love notes, didn't care about all that stuff. And then it was the diamond. And then she made him buy a spite diamond. And just like how <laughs> overly dramatic she was with it. Uh-huh. So I think that that one um, was that also that's when Barry like had a girlfriend in Canada, which is like such a trope, but also oh, one that I find hilarious. It's so funny. Because also Pops and Adam like knew. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pops yeah. and Adam were Everyone like, knew. you don't have a girlfriend in Canada. And he was like, well, she can't make the flight. And you're like, no, because she doesn't exist, she Barry. Doesn't exist. And so I do that. And then the turning point scene where I went from being like a casual fan of the show to like actively I watch it either Wednesday night or Thursday morning was from season four, episode five, Stephen King, which is the episode where Adam writes the oh horror God. story with the ver- the so Viberly. funny. And it's based on Beverly because That's she's something. like misering him. And she can't see it. From, yeah. But it's the scene. So, so all funny. of season three, Jeff was obsessed with Erica. And then at the season three finale, he starts dating, which I just think is a brilliant character, Evelyn. Oh, my God. Evelyn, Evelyn. is a mini Beverly. So yes. Jeff and Evelyn start dating in the season three finale. And then all of season four... Erica's like, fuck, I love Jeff. Like, she's like, I like Jeff. I can't believe I like Jeff Short, which I also love that trope. Like, it doesn't bother me when I know they're going to get together. So season four, episode five. It's annoying, though, if, like, the show gets cut short. Yep. No, I was just praying that it kept going. (laughs) But this is the... um, Because it's, like, a lot of dragging us through. Yeah, which I've told everybody about. I, like, so it's when... It's a very confident strategy, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I think they had been renewed in two season increments. So I think when they got renewed for season four, they got re- renewed for season four and five. And then yeah, I think okay. when they got season six and seven, got I it, think they it. have been um, at least for season six and seven. Um, but it's the suddenly Seymour where Erica's yeah. like depressed because she goes mm-hmm. to the dance with Barry and they're dressed like Audrey and the plant from mm-hmm. um, Little Shop of Horrors. And Jeff comes in and like consoles her and is like, I'll always be your friend. Yeah, and they sing the yeah. suddenly Seymour. And it's just like the sweetest moment. And when I was like, oh, one, Erica is so good at singing. Like, well, amazing. Hey, yeah, she's like, but that's whenever I was like, oh, amazing. fuck one. I'm shipping. Like I, 
shipping, if you don't know, is when you want two characters to be uh-huh. together or you just like two characters together. I was like, oh, they're like in my like top ships for this year. Like I want them together yeah. as much as I want someone on Grey's Anatomy together, which is wild for a 30-minute sitcom. Right. Um, and so that was like the turning point scene for me in the series where it stopped. I think that's probably when I texted you and said, I need you to watch the Goldbergs. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that's when I started to be like, oh, this isn't just my, like, drunk pastime show. This is my, like, actual one of my favorite shows. Okay, yeah, that actress who plays Erica Goldberg is Haley Oratina? Ora... Ortina? Or... Ortana? I don't know. But she's Ortina. actually, she has a country album out, I think. Oh, really? hmm Every she, time she sings, I'm always like, wow. She popped up on it. can sing when her and Lainey sing together I'm always like please yep. sing and then yep, Mink yep. Tasty will come in and rap and I'm like shut up Barry um but Haley popped up on an episode of Songland at the beginning of the season two and sang a duet with one of the guys and I was like oh, oh there's Erica I know you um okay so what are some of your best or worst B plots so I generally never cared about what Adam was doing okay <laughs> and I mean my worst B plot is just Anything that has to do with Marvin, Murray's little brother. I yeah, hate him. <laughs> like, anytime he pops up, that. like, that's all I have. Or about Marvin's dad. Yeah. I didn't really care about nope. that either. Um, a reoccurring, it's not a B-plot, and it's not a joke either, though, but, like, I hated the reoccurring theme of Barry shitting on Matt Bradley. Like, it was only funny to me the first one or two times after that once you realize Matt Bradley is a really nice guy <laughs> see I think that's why the only reason why it works but Barry never seems to agree that Matt Bradley is a valued friend but he brought Matt Bradley into the group yeah but I get what you're saying I just think I like, guess it just doesn't bother they're me still as much. in college literally like season seven but the, he is still like nobody cares what you think Matt Bradley but and the you're Goldbergs like, he doesn't say it with a smile is the thing but the goldbergs are mean to everyone they love erica's mean to jeff adam's mean to dave kim not in beverly, the same way but like they're all <laughs> beverly's mean to all of her friends i mean the way it's like to me is he's like clearly compensating because like matt bradley's he, yeah he's like cool and like nice well mm-hmm. well no i agree that's how it was even be like, sh- like shut up dumb hot matt bradley nobody wants to hear your nice kind words yeah like as you're watching you're like just sh- sh- shut up like you're just like being Barry's always in the wrong when he snaps I mean, at Matt Bradley. Yeah, but he doesn't snap. Well, the, but Matt the Bradley's other, always right. <laughs> like all three of them will say the same thing and he will only shut him up. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just saying. You're not a fan it, of that. It was just like tired and always made Barry look bad to me. And the fact that he seems to have grown zero in even him and Matt Bradley's dynamic in f- seven fucking seasons is just like annoying to me every time it happens. And it, they still do it all the time. Um, but, uh, I did like, I did enjoy Erica and Lainey's friendship, mm-hmm. like in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I love their like band dreams, how far it went. Yeah. I, think I liked I, it at first, but. I, yeah. I think I really just liked when they would like sing and like kind of yeah, fuck like around, around. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't really, when they, cause one, I also didn't really want them to leave. Like I was like, I didn't want them to leave the show. Right. So that was kind of like counteracting my want for yeah. for them but that that's really it for me i don't have that many either i think because it's harder for me to view this show and several plots i think probably because i either pay i pay attention to the a plot and the b plot and i just like literally doesn't stick in my memory well they don't have running the thing is they yeah. don't have runners like they don't right. have like a continuing 
really i mean i guess everyone it just so much of it seemed like procedural like Mm -hmm. this is erica's problem for the episode and this is bev and adam's problem for the episode and guess what next episode we're gonna have a whole new set of problems yeah um okay so mine are one is beverly's like dreams of more than being a housewife but also not wanting to be like i loved her cookbook storyline yes very funny that. that was one of my favorite ones I love her Yenta and Preventa storyline. Okay, yes. The Yenta, yes. The Preventa one really got me this past season <laughs> because I've never seen her use her powers for, like, quote unquote evil, like to break up a couple. I also just thought it was so funny. Who did she break up? So, um, Adam had a crush on Bria B, and Bria B was dating. I want to say his name was like Andrew, but I don't actually know who it is. And that's who Dana liked. So Dana comes back into town, which right. is Adam's first girlfriend, uh-huh. and. They, like, need to break up Bria B and I I don't know who it is, that guy, so that Adam can date right. her. And they yeah, and yeah. it's so and funny because also she's like, I'll do anything for my little, like, shibibu, I love you so much. This is so perfect. Also, Dana, you're here. Like, I guess if you benefit, <laughs> like, her outward disdain for Dana is, like, the first girl who brought, like, who took her sweet little angel away from it. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite B-plots is just the way they handle um, Sean, who plays Adam's growth like his hormone change and everything uh-huh. the voice jokes the things yeah. like I thought that was really smart because they could have just ignored it but that's like what the character was going through and also what the yeah. actor was going through so whenever they like made all the jokes about him sounding like he was like a perfect baby angel in the washing machine and like <laughs> all of that stuff I loved that and then this past season I just got such a freaking kick out of Barry going on a date with his TA like it <laughs> yeah. might have been Miranda one of my Cosgrove. favorite and then also Erica being so like, this is it. This is why um, Barry's getting an A in this class. Because Barry's smart, which is something that like they started dropping in, I think, in season two or three. That like he's actually really good at math and science. Probably mm-hmm. because the Barry in real life is a doctor. And they mm-hmm. were leading, leading us to believe that that's something that Barry could do. Mm-hmm. And so Jeff was like, this is so cool. Like Barry's dating his teacher. Like this is awesome. And Erica's like, no, like this isn't. And he's like, oh, that's right. This is about you. I'll do better. Like (laughs) Jeff's like complete willingness to like accept defeat and agree with Erica makes me laugh so hard. I have a video of that on my phone too, but I'm laughing through his jokes. I think I recorded it a second time to send it to you, but that's really it. I mean, there's probably a ton of stuff in the early seasons that I just am forgetting, but um, yeah, those are my, my best. And really, I just hate Marvin. I, I just am not a fan of him. And I also don't like... Coach Meller, because I watched school. I'm not a huge Brian Callen fan, so I don't really, really like I liked him. Coach Meller or um, the teachers at the school. I do like any time the school does a musical. Yeah, that's always funny. Okay. Especially because Adam is not good. No, he's not good, but he thinks he's good. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and Beverly just blindly believes him. So, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. This, okay, this is what I was reminded, my handwritten notes that I, did I bring it up? The picture the mall picture of Adam with the <laughs> knee-high stockings. No. Oh my god! Okay, that's my favorite. That's uh, add that to my list of my favorite jokes. Um, okay, so that happens in season two, episode seventeen, and Erica goes to the mall. She's trying to do the mall singing thing, and Barry and Adam are in like a war. Like it starts out with April Fools, and then just like escalates like so far. I love when they fight. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> so it ends. The fight ends with the last like strike is Barry 
covering Adam's entire room with photocopies of this picture of him (laughs) in like basically a white long sleeve button down shirt with like a corsage or something and little like white hot pants basically (laughs) and then these like knee high stock white stockings and then like a little white oxford jazz shoe type things and he's got his little (laughs) glasses on and he's like 10 or 12 or something like that and he makes Barry makes a shit ton of photocopies of this and like tapes them all over Adam's room and he wakes up to it and it's hilarious and Adam like chases him down the hall and is like I thought I burned this (laughs) and Barry was like nope like I've got the copy and uh it's a real thing that the real Adam Goldberg's mom Love that. Made him do. And at the end of the episode, there's like a side by side. But anyway, it's, it is genuinely so embarrassing. Like it's <laughs> amazing. I think anytime. So you just reminded me of two plots. One of them uh, dealing with, cause I think it's such a thing of the eighties to go to like the Sears or whatever and yeah. get your photo taken. Yeah. So one, I love when Beverly, did you know your picture when you call me is one of those photos that we took in the mall. <laughs> is it the one where we're on Santa's lap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you like recently had your hair like stripe highlighted and layered and straightened, but it's like not straightened. all the way straightened. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. I, I definitely. It just zoomed in on you. <laughs> you screenshotted it the other day and put it on your Instagram, and I was like, "That's an interesting photo." <laughs> I think yeah. I'm also wearing a basketball shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but one of them is when Beverly's like kind like trying to be like a cool mom, and she's not. And so she gets like the like the pictures of everybody and she's giving them all their gifts and she's like Erica like Bev sweaters. Love, Love Bev sweaters. Continue. But she's trying to give she's giving everyone like here's this shirt with your face on it. Here's Mm-hmm. all this stuff but her and Erica had just spent the day together bonding and doing all of this stuff and so she's like and Erica I know that you wouldn't want anything from the store so here's some money and so she gives Erica money and Erica's like oh my gosh thank you so much this is amazing and she looks at it and it's like fake printed money with Beverly's face on it <laughs> so that's one and then the second one and this might not even count as b-plot because it might have been the whole episode but when Jeff really wants to be in the Goldberg's pictures oh and Erica really doesn't want him to be in the Goldberg's pictures I love that. and how Beverly was like yeah sure like come on like <laughs> yeah. nobody in the family cared except Erica because <laughs> and then it goes into you know she was insecure that the relationship wouldn't last yada yada but uh-huh. Jeff's like desire to be a part of this family the minute he starts dating Erica is so <laughs> sweet and funny and yeah, ridiculous. And so I don't daring. think, I think Sam Lerner is such a great actor for this mm-hmm. role. And he somehow pulls off like cute and dorky and charming uh-huh. and desperate, like yeah, without, yeah, yeah. without being embarrassing or annoying. Yes. Like he I really agree. has. He's not annoying at all. No, he's mastered that level of the mix, the mix of yeah. all of those things, and still kind of being like a heart. Like it's not unrealistic that Erica would date him, right? He's not like no, I agree. Uh, yeah. He's not like a ugly guy. Like he's no. still like a cute, attractive Smart. guy yeah. who just happens to be a little bit too much of a people pleaser. Oh my gosh, yeah. when he asks Murray how to stop being a people pleaser, that episode <laughs> is so funny. But okay, we're gonna take a really quick break. Yep, and then hop back in it. All right. Okay, so so what are your stats? What are your highlight stats? All right. My stats are my favorite character is Erica. As we've mentioned, I relate to her. My favorite relationship is Erica and Jeff. My favorite season, I'm I wanna say is maybe three. Okay. 
three or four, but I don't have like a strong opinion about that. And I I feel like I can't have a single favorite episode because my favorite scene is a whole episode. Oh, you're cheating again. I'm cheating again. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what about you? Um, so my favorite character is Jeff. Yeah. I know he's not a Goldberg. <laughs> he, I just love him so much. If I had to pick a Goldberg, it would be Beverly. Oh, yeah, Bev is great. Um, my favorite relationship is obviously Jeff and Erica. I mean, I yeah. literally watch the show for them mm -hmm. and my favorite season I think would be season two um and I thought about this a lot because they're all very consistent I don't think there's one that I wouldn't want to watch yeah um but season two had the introduction of the JTP the beginning of Evelyn which I just think is such a funny little random mm -hmm. pop-up character yeah. um and like a um she somehow got screwed over, screwed over by all of the Goldbergs, right, which I think yeah. is funny. Hilarious. Um, the beginning of Lainey and Barry. Adam is still young enough to hang out with Pops every episode. Yeah. And everyone is still in the house. Yeah. So I think that's why season two. So that kind of season two, season three mm -hmm. time period. But after season one, because I do like the introduction of more of the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're introduced to like more social circle. and Which I think, I, I do think really helps this show yeah. um, with... Lainey being introduced and Barry, yeah. So yeah, we had which like, there was a while where Erica just referred to Lainey, but we hadn't actually met her yet, right? And I'll say like obviously, I am a huge Jeff and Erica fan, but Lainey and Barry were consistent for five seasons. Yeah, like, they were good. This show managed to, and I think because there weren't other like options, I know I like just said this in Riverdale, like I didn't think it was smart for them to stay together for so long, mm -hmm. but. Well, and okay. For no. this show, it would have been dumb to break up anybody earlier than they needed to because it's not a show about the relationships. That's they just the feed the story between this and Riverdale. Yeah, they just feed the story in a different way. Right. Um, I like, will say in school. So you didn't watch the spinoff, did you? No. Okay, so I I, no. I did because um, one of the characters from Jade the Virgin was cast in it, so I was just excited to see what it was going to be, and. Erica pops up and her and Jeff are still together of in course. 1990 something, which like gave me a, like a little bit of peace to be like, oh, oh my couple's not breaking up. And then Barry pops up. Yes. Lainey. I did actually randomly watch this video in my attempt to find some other scene. Yeah. And they, um, but I always wanted her with CB, the like other teacher. Yeah. So it was interesting to like be shipping her with Barry on the Goldbergs and then with CB on school. Like it was mm -hmm. kind of like a mind fuck, but I think that Lainey and Barry did serviced the story really well. So yeah. season two was important for them I that agree. way. I agree. Well, the difference between Goldbergs and Riverdale in, <laughs> well, there's a, a lot of differences. <laughs> but the difference, okay, the difference between the, in Riverdale, the characters not, uh, Jughead and Betty being together for too long and Lainey and Barry being together for too long was that the problem with, that Riverdale ran us into was their breakup was supposed to be a believable yeah, and B to so we were supposed to be open to the, her, both of them being with other people. Which right. It was too late at that point. Right. Like that's Lainey problem, would never right? date Jeff. Right. And that's the thing. The Goldbergs, they are not, they didn't break them up. If they would have broken them up, it would have just been for a drama and the show is not a drama. It's a comedy. Like right. they didn't need us to believe that they would be with other people. Like, it just was not part of the function of the plot, I feel like, in the Goldbergs to do that, which right, is, right. I think, maybe I, I, why all three of these kids have much more stable relationships than most other shows. Well, and I think other comedies that don't keep the characters together, uh, and I don't really watch that many like sitcoms anymore, but 
it is frustrating. Like I remember on Modern Family being really into like Haley and um, what was Adam Driver's or Adam? Oh my! What God, was his character? It was something him. dumb where her last name would be like Haley Bailey. Oh, Andy was his name. Andy, Andy on the show. Yeah, like I really liked them together, but Andy they the Manny. they never let him be like a full character. So I think. No. But it is fun to like watch a show for like a, a relationship yeah. that's going through the same things that you would be going through realistically, right? right? Like I agree. And so I'm I was happy that the Goldbergs kind of gave us couples that felt like we could be friends with them and not couples that like were super high stakes teen drama couples. Yeah, I know I agree. Um so Yeah, it was nice to see teens not in teen drama. Yes. But teens uh-huh. on Team Z that were not being But like the Goldbergs, it feels like in a true sense of family show and not in like a condescending full yeah. house as a family show. Like I- There was swearing. <laughs> I am an adult who watches the show with my parents, but would also watch it with my younger brother. Like yeah. it's not no, just, yeah. um, let's gonna have, we're gonna have a teachable moment with Danny Tanner yeah. at the end and whatever. I did feel like the Goldbergs got more teachable moments like- after season three, sometimes a little too right. Overt. We're like our family is still yeah. yeah, and and honestly, that that is what always kind of pulled me back a little bit from Goldberg's is when the end would like be wrapped up in like too pretty of a bow, where I would be like, okay, I was with you guys in your struggles and relatability, but then when Dad suddenly had the money with like no problem to send you to space camp and <laughs> like think of single parents over there. I mean, it just, no, no, no. Uh, Adam goes, Adam to, space goes to space camp. Yeah. 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 I was like, are we thinking about Lance Bass no, space no. camp? Oh my gosh. No, but like, I don't know. It, there would be just moments where like things were tied up too neatly. And I would, that was where I was always a little cringe and a little like pulled back out into real life where I was like, okay, this no longer feels true to something I can relate to because this is, this just like we departed, right? Right. We departed from being relatable to let's tie this for the sake of tying the story up in a way that is typical, which always was felt like a little bit of a betrayal to me because so much of the Goldbergs is not typical, right? Like they are showing a different kind of family dynamic, a different kind of parenting, a different kind of everything. And then for them to fall into old full house type tropes. I just don't know. I don't know. I was always kind of just kind of like, I just don't know how else you wrap up a family comedy like I don't know what well, you other can do it in like a less cheesy way I know but I feel like it is, at a certain point you just lean into the cheese right like you're like yes. we can't do it any other way so let's just go because he does no, have the... no 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 see that's what I'm saying though like they don't they already don't do that at the setup so for them to cave to- like I'm not at saying like is... totally like go off the walls but I, you know like god forbid we have an episode where Murray doesn't just sign a check or right. whatever where it was but I feel like some, I don't some people's dads like, do, just, do. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, like people do, but it just like, well, like people do, but like, and I obviously Murray there's what a if. million kinds of, right. That's the thing. It's like the whole, the whole setup of his character was like, there was an entire series of him yelling at Barry about turning the thermostat on, <laughs> like turning the air conditioning on, like for, so for them, whatever, it was just like, and that's just like a micro example, but, um, and sometimes Bev's like reactions always like at the end, I was kind of like, see, I'm always fine with the Murray and Beverly teachable moment ending. It's the Adam, Erica, Barry ones that are like the least realistic to me because like my dad will be a hard ass, but 
it will always bail me out, right? Like, he's going to tell me I'm, a, it, like, he won't say I'm a moron, but he'll, he's going to tell me I'm wrong at the beginning. And then when I'm wrong, he's still going to say, like, okay, you're wrong, but here I am. Yeah. It's always whenever, like, a sibling will do something that I'm like, fuck that. I would have never done, like, I'm not, I wouldn't, at 16, I wouldn't have been mature enough to be like, okay, let me take my younger, no. Mm-hmm. That's where I get, like, huh. teachable momented sure. out of it. Interesting. I agree, though. I don't think the show needed that aspect no. of it. it 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 just seemed it, it seemed to be like a like uh, i wouldn't have known enough about thing at, at the first season first two seasons and then they seemed to just like turn the dial up on it like three four five mm-hmm. yeah i agree i agree like with hit you up ahead with it kind of yeah which is like fine but whatever and then my favorite episode is season five episode 12 dinner with the goldbergs okay obviously that's my entire i figured scene. which is why i just said the title yeah. but that is my favorite episode okay. sophie if you would like to talk drum roll please oh my gosh well we don't have a drum roll oh yeah jake if you could like put us together some drum rolls that would be great well i forget which one it is hold on there it is Oh, if it would help if I turned it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We don't need the trumpets, right? <laughs> there Sophie, wasn't any trumpets. Sophie hates her drum roll. <laughs> Y'all picked this one. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so someone, why don't you okay, talk anyway, us through okay. your single oh best scene? Oh, my God, you guys. Which, okay, me and Maddie is- should sit down and do an entire episode just about family dinners i was thinking when i was watching this i was like one i want to play this whole episode through yeah. the podcast and just make you <laughs> yes. listen to it two it's on par with favorite dinners with fleabag season two episode one and succession oh yeah yep see we can do it a whole okay listeners just hold tight yeah, we will we- do an entire episode just about family dinners and how fantastic they are in tvs like tv shows and how they function so brilliantly so this does not fail you in any way it lives up to the hype this so it is season season five, five. episode 12 uh yes yeah, season five episode 12 dinner with the goldbergs dinner with the goldbergs and says it in the title you can't mess it up and it's fantastic well and in some of the opinion pieces on the internet like literally on reddit people were like okay is it even worth it watching goldbergs after Season five, episode 12, it's all downhill. Like people genuinely were like asking. Wow. And people agree. Like there are people out there who are like, yeah, like season, watch seasons one through four and then you can watch the dinner episode and then don't even bother, which we disagree. I disagree. But because I, we live for Erica and Jeff. Yes, but I do agree that this was their peak. It's, it's the this best episode. This is the best episode. My single best scene would have been this one if one, I thought you had any other single best scene. No, I couldn't. Two, if I thought we could break our own rules this much to pick an entire episode as a scene. Right. So I picked a second, but this one is so great. I feel like I did this. I I did it with Riverdale. You did it with Fleabag. So (laughs) whatever, what are rules? So, um, okay. So I, my notes for this to talk about this are to write out the steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the show, they kind of break from their normal, uh, format because the show is one instead of being a bunch of plots they're all condensed into one plot which we know is my favorite way that shows do because it focuses everything and everyone's involved in the same plot which is delightful yeah there's no b plot no b plots everyone is at dinner so it's erica's birthday and jeff has sup- <laughs> they're going to dinner together at a steakhouse and they're in college now a freshman i think maybe she is in college i think he's She's still a senior right in high he's school. a senior high school but so he does his birthday dinner and then surprises her with like 
their whole her whole family being there. So everyone, Bev, Merv, Barry, Pops, Pops, and Adam. and Adam. So plus, of course, Erica and Jeff. And Erica is absolutely beside herself. Like she is scream whispering at Jeff about how she cannot believe he's done this. Right. She's so upset. She's so mad. She's like, why would you do this? Like, are you insane? And he's like, he's like, she's like, we're going to break up. Like right. this she's episode's like, going to make up. Yeah. And he was like, what? Like, babe, like I thought this was going <laughs> to be a good surprise. Like I was trying to make you happy. And she was like, no, 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 no. Have we ever been in a restaurant with my family? And he's like, well, like I get along with your family. Like we do, we sure we eat dinner a lot. I eat dinner with your family all the time. And she's like, but in public? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I, I didn't think it'd be that different. And she's like, oh no, you have no idea what you're in for. And he's like, are you breaking up with me? And she's like, no, you're <laughs> going to break up with me at the end of this, uh-huh. which is something I related to. So, I mean, I think we can all relate to you're with someone who you're like meet introducing your parents and you're like, oh my God. This is a slow moving train wreck. Like this person is never going to want to date me after they meet, not meet my family, but like meet my family in this way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's like a horse. Yeah. It's like a holiday. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's like a holiday. It's like, you're going to see some portion of my like family life at its absolute worst. And it's going to make you run for the hills. So I, (laughs) I, 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 from the get go, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like this is it. Okay. So then they actually, the show actually does like a style title card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Highbrows. There's a title card. Um, so the first title card after, of course, Beverly. Okay. So even before we get to title cards, when they're in the atrium, uh, Jeff and Erica are in the atrium whisper shouting, shouting that entire argument. I just explained to you. Bev is at the hostess hostess stand stand, pestering the shit out of the hostess to get them, get them moved up on the list and pointing out all the other people who've been seated before them. And Murray is in the back saying he's getting fainty. He's like, I need a roll. (laughs) I need a roll. Um, Which even if your dad hasn't done this, I don't remember my dad ever doing that, but like a sibling would be doing that, right? Like anybody would Someone's like, like, I'm starving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to die. I'm going to start eating my hand. That was Um, Nick. Really? That was Nick. Nick, like, I mean, that was probably before he like really was talking, but he would just be like grumpy as shit. I don't remember that at all. He's hungry. And Nick didn't talk till he was 15. It was interesting. <laughs> well, who could get a net word in edgewise? <laughs> get Jake turned his microphone up a full minute and a half ago and just waited for you to be done. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, <laughs> I turned it up when you started talking about like significant others meeting your family. And I'll never forget. You've had Are a few you fun sure? ones. <laughs> you want to go into this? Well, no, not not like me. I'm talking about you. When, oh. when oh, I can't remember that guy's name. Not That's important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he went hunting with your dad. Oh my god. No, no, he did it. That he was like, the worst moment of my life. He like the, showed me up. and Erica had the same moment. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, so oh, literally, shit. sorry, I need to tell this story. I know. Jake, have you seen this episode? Like, literally, I don't know. Okay. Goldberg's. Okay. Well, okay. So I, I was dating this really nice guy in college, and he came home to visit my parents and my dad and my brothers who are big avid hunters were going to shoot clays. It was like a Saturday and 
clay pigeons. If clay pigeons. Not, like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the they're not right. You, uh, they're clay pigeons. Whatever. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, and they, my dad was like, oh, like, do you want to come? He asked this guy that I'm dating. And he, of course, like trying to be like the nice guy. And like, he was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'd love to go. And I was in full... And I was like, no, you don't need to go. Like, it's okay. And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll go with your dad and brothers. And I was like, okay. Like, there was no convincing him elsewise. So they leave, right? They go off to to shoot. Yeah, so. To the shooting range. So we, we go, and the little backstory in this is like, this, Nick and I were in our, our like, prime. Like, <laughs> okay, you're not. We were crack shots, and he was, he, no, like, came No, you're not going like, to let me. Okay. Was wearing So the backstory for Sophie's relationship. Okay, what? No, no let me finish. Okay, So sorry. No, but so. When you guys drove away, me and mom were in the pool, and I was like, I am so terrified. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. Like, I, I wouldn't send believe. my boyfriend with your three uh, the men in your family. I would, <laughs> and they right. all love me more than you. I would, right? Like, it was just, just such kidding. a high, Nick high risk situation. <laughs> and this was the first time, I mean, this was the first like guy I'd brought home to my parents, really, like in a serious way. I mean, we were in college, definitely. And mom was like, Oh, you know, your dad can be, you know, joking but i'm sure like they'll be fine and i was like no mom he's never held a gun before and she licked i mean she might as well have seen it go she turns to me and was like what and i was like yeah he's never shot a gun before. I mean, he's, he's but we're all from texas well, to yeah, be clear, but, to, but I'm not dating. But did someone you who, volunteer to go shooting no, the last with my parents person I to would impress go, them? The last right. person I would or go shooting. Dad. Well, actually, I, the only people I probably go shooting with is your family because they wouldn't let me. No, no, well, yeah, they would make sure you were safe and stuff. But um, anyway, so the whole thing, I was so horrified by the. I mean, like obviously, like totally understood where he was coming from, but like I was so nervous about how it was going to go down because I was the only one at that whole dinner table, other than him, who knew that he had zero hunt shooting experience, and both of my brothers are have been like grown up shooting. So, and plus Jake is like naturally very good at hand-eye coordination. So like they are very good at this hobby. And I knew, so it wasn't even just like a normal thing where he was going to be le- not as good as them, but like actively, it, oh my God, it was just like the most. See, well, I've always pictured your dad more as like a Jay Pritchett from Modern Family than a Murray. What do you mean? Like, your boyfriend is always going to be the Phil dump feet to his like no the, for like, sure for sure for like sure. I just think so when you so that's how I've always like yeah, since this probably definitely. incident I've pictured your dad a little bit more like rough older there likes it but like is that going to just chit chat with you no like have yes. a point well in hindsight I like I totally agree it was just like in the moment I was like are you so fucking stupid no, like, yeah. why are you marching into this okay so anyway I digress that was a like a, <laughs> so that was a good rant, rant. Oh my God, we should cut podcast, all of that who cares uh, <laughs> just send us a quick dm and we'll uh send you a sticker of our faces who was that to your ex-boyfriend. Oh my God. If he listened to this, I would cry tears of happiness. Okay. okay. Sorry. 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 <laughs> okay. Sorry. I guess, anyway, yeah, Goldberg. Okay. Okay. So go back. So, so um, Beverly has just. Okay. So got her table, but not right, really. Not really. So the family is finally being seated. So here we go. Title card. First title card is selecting the table. And they do like a little dun dun, a little bit like Law and Order SVU. And it's um, like a black title card with white letters selecting the table. And they go into how, and there's it's just a compilation of 
Beverly being unhappy because this table is too close to the bathroom. This table is too There's close an echo. to the um to the kitchen. There's an echo. Are you hearing the echo? Um, this one's right under the air conditioner. We'll freeze. Like this one just has bad energy. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, which amazing. And then a second title card. Uh, well, of course there's like more episode, but the second title card that comes is Murray's mi- or no, no, it's not a title card, but. Uh, the rolls. No, but that's coming up. Okay, maybe these aren't actually, these are the steps. Okay, these aren't all strictly title cards, but these are what I interpreted as the steps. They weren't all title cards, title cards, excuse me. Murray's menu rules come next. Yes. Where Murray announces to the table what his rules are, which include things that I'm sure anybody, any other middle-class middle America kid is familiar with, like no ordering the- No apps, that's how they get you. No apps, that's how they get you, like- You'll order the sides that come with. You will not order anything additional. You will drink water. You no will soups. not have no soups, no fish, like blah, 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 like no prime rib, anything that says market price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, my, my dad's like a very nice person, but Jack and the I have nicest. definitely shared a soda. Yes. Like for price value, it's like, we're both going to drink the Dr. Pepper right, out right, of right. the same cup. Out of the same cup. Because yes. my dad said no sodas, but my brother gets a pass because he's. The baby. the baby. So yes, bottomless soda is the next thing. The one, the one bottomless soda. <laughs> then um, the rolls, just like the rolls in general. And then sub rolls, Beverly having the purse that's <laughs> lined with aluminum foil that she just keeps dumping the rolls into. Mm-hmm. And then the reoccurring gag of grabbing the wrong waiter. So wow, that's been happened in my family. Same, same, like so relatable. Um, <laughs> just any waiter looking person who walks by constantly being the wrong one. Um, like so funny. So then I believe the next actual title card is ordering, mm-hmm. <laughs> which um, includes sub points a through f in my notes so first we've got adam getting the kids menu which let's be clear at this restaurant the kids menu is for kids under eight and adam is 15 in this episode (laughs) and he but you know bab is still insisting that he gets a kids menu which of course the irony is that he really only needs a kid's amount of food and he wants the adult menu but he orders a kids menu and then decide to be a rebel and orders the adult menu and Bev is like you need to finish this blah 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 but just like forcing the kid who's not a kid to get the kids menu I feel that then Barry ordering the wrong thing so can I say a moment just a quick thing about this one I did a deep pause because I knew you would so I watched this episode and then I watched it with my whole family and ever since I've watched this episode if I go out to dinner with my family my sister orders for me I realized I'm the berry when I go to meals. I always order something no that I don't want. My parents always end up switching with me because I'm a spoiled brat. I always will end up eating a side baked potato because I order something fucking weird and I have to just make something. When I watched this episode, I was like, I have ordered fish at a steak place. Like I <laughs> am a berry when ordering. Mm-hmm. And since this episode was like eye opening for me, this was my glass shatter <laughs> moment where I realized I need to take a step back. And if something, if I don't know what I want on the menu, I should just get like a cheeseburger mm-hmm. or like a pasta. A like I need yeah. to stop getting something that I can't Weird. pronounce something in it. Like right, right, right. that. And then also you didn't mention this, but this happens in my family. 
Barry's left hand freak out. Yep. Is that coming up or did I? No, I didn't mention it because so I'm not left-handed. We have a left-hander in our family. We do too. I think, does Nick eat with his left hand still? Nick is abendextrous because okay. of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. So Annabelle, my little sister, is left-handed and she will always sit on, she does it in her brain because one, she's smarter than everybody, yep. but she will sit so she's on the outside of the booth. Right, on, on the so her left, left side. Her right, left arm is out. right side. So she's, and yeah. If we sit on the same side of the table, she will use that as a point to be like, we have to switch. You have to sit on the inside of the booth because I'm left-handed. Right. We've had that fight every time we've gone out to dinner since we were probably <laughs> four and a half, five. <laughs> so the berry of this episode was the most relatable to my personal family experience. But the ordering the wrong food is just, <laughs> it's something that is so fucking funny because it does. Yes. There's one person I, in the in family who family. doesn't like yes, their meal. Yes, yes, yes. It just happens to be yes. me and mine. Um, so then we've got Pops being part of other people's families. Yes. Then Murray forgetting what he likes when it's his turn to order, just like forgetting. Then Jeff ordering the soup. So Jeff ordering <laughs> the soup is another thing that I think we can all, anybody who's not even eaten out with their significant other's family, but just another family, just another family, right? You're really afraid to Spend order any money spend any money order anything remotely expensive um of course classic jeff like really overcorrects, but like he could have had a meal that just wasn't steak yeah he could have just not got soup, soup. but um <laughs> whatever but jeff jeff ordering the soup was like peak i'm like yes like this would this checks out oh when you're like i would like a water and a um just a side salad just like a That's side it. salad is is good for me um because like inevitably whoever is paying for the meal has mentioned something already by the time it's time to order about how expensive the place is. Or you're like, do I have to offer to order when it's someone like offer to pay? Like how right. do I offer to pay when if there's it's six me people? And then, right, yeah. Six other family members that are directly related to the person. Who's yeah. Paying. It's always awkward. Very awkward. So, okay. So, okay. So this is longer than the episode. They should just it watch. Is. It's longer <laughs> than the episode. the episode. You should just watch the fucking episode. Please watch the episode. <laughs> so then we get to Beverly's order. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> So you guys, I literally typed out her order. So I'm gonna read it to you. And I'm gonna move the mic away. I'm I not gonna interrupt you. I can't do it justice. So please, again, please watch this episode, season five, episode 12, please watch it. But until then, here we go. Beverly says, okay, write this down very carefully. I would like the sterloin, sterloin? Sterloin? Sterloin. Sterloin. God, why did I write it with a T? Sirloin medium plus garlic butter on the side with a vegetable medley. And instead of the asparagus, I'd like to substitute six pieces of shrimp. And he goes, ma'am, we don't substitute vegetables for seafood. For entree. Like for that's entrees. an entree. And she's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to regroup. Okay, I'd like the hanger steak Pittsburgh style. But instead of the Bernese sauce, I'd like crab cakes. And he goes, ma'am, we don't, we don't sub <laughs> sauce for for entree <laughs> and she's like okay you have a whole lot of rules that don't make any sense <laughs> you're gonna have to come back to me so okay so okay i would like the sirloin medium plus garlic butter on the side okay let's start over i'd like the baked potato with sour cream and chives but extra sour cream on the side i'd like the petite filet with a large petite filet on the <laughs> side, red peppers, beans, and asparagus, and cream spinach, and the horseradish. And I'm not starving, so cut the potato in half and put half of it to go. And then there's a title card that says eight and a half minutes later. So we don't even know. I what think the it rest says literally eight and a half minutes yeah, yeah, later, yeah. too. 
And then we get the the conclusion of her order, which is, and all the mushrooms that you have. <laughs> that's it. That's Beverly's whole order. <laughs> so, okay. So then the next. The which next is just, it is really amazing when you think of the ability that moms have. And I, I'm generalizing moms and I think probably everybody does it. Where it's like, I would like this meal, but instead of the fries, I would like a full <laughs> salad. Or like, I don't feel like they sure. go full entree, well, but I feel like moms are just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I cook. So like, yeah, 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 let yeah. me just, we can substitute some, like yeah. moms are so willing well, to like bend the rules, I think, because they're just like, moms are badasses and they're like, what's the worst thing they can do? Say no. Sure. Right. Exactly. Well, the, there is a voiceover that Adam says that Beverly takes the menu as like a light suggestion. Uh huh. <laughs> 100%. I just feel like moms are just in general more willing to right, be right. like, they're like, well, well you're gonna, so you can I'm make not all cooking, of these So things. you're going to cook these things that I want. Yeah. Well, you have them. Which so like, why can't you put them on my plate? I respect. So we will. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for sure. So then, okay. The next title card is the waiting. <laughs> the waiting is the <laughs> which again so relatable where you like um, trick yourself you're like i'm gonna go to the bathroom and when i come back yeah, my food it's will definitely be, there. be here it's definitely gonna be there um and then okay of course nothing is worse than when you are at dinner with your family and it has been like over 30 minutes because terrible not only is everyone really hungry at this point but like mom and dad are are angry in a different way that the kids are angry because like the kids are just annoyed but the parents are like actually like we're paying for this meal like where the fuck is it and so it's like a well, different also kind of unsettling because you're not really sure what's gonna happen there's a moment where you're like should we have just fucking eaten at home right yeah yeah yeah. like why are we here mm-hmm. why did we do this why do we yeah. do this okay so then the meal arrives so in this episode <laughs> and apparently this really happened <laughs> <laughs> so the meal arrives and you know the waiters come with your big giant the big trays that have all the plates on them because you're a big party well they go to the table next to the goldbergs and beverly and the other goldbergs are very peeved and they're convinced that their order was sent to the wrong table which legitimately has this not happened to everyone at a chili's at some point so yes but what has not happened to me ever, <laughs> but apparently did happen to the Goldbergs, is the Goldbergs getting up and taking the plates from the other table that had what they thought was their order and just literally physically taking them and putting them back on their own table. So this is insane. Like, this was an insane move. And then, of course, their actual meal uh-huh. coming out, of course, seconds later. And the like horrifying embarrassment of mainly Jeff, then in this order, Erica, Adam, Barry, Murray, Bev. Like yeah. well, that is the order of like, embarrassment. Let's just box them up. We've already touched them. Okay, yes. Then Murray, and they're like, okay, like, okay, <laughs> like, well, you guys food. already touched these. So and and Murray's like, Well, yeah, we'll 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 take the box. And they're like, You're gonna take home the food you took from their table he's like yeah we don't want to waste it and they're like oh my god so okay so the meal arrives okay then the meal arrives again so the meal arrives for real second time and in the episode and everyone has their stuff jeff has his cup he actually what is served a cup of soup instead of a bowl of soup which is, he did order a bowl and adam is struggling with his food barry hates his fish and then boom title card the sending back so Erica alluded to this actually before the title card, but she says, Jeff, oh, because we're she, all yeah. going to get this again. Well, because like Jeff was like, <laughs> I, she was like, didn't you order a bowl? And he was like, yeah, it's totally fine. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like all Send of this is going back. Stuff. Yeah, like, all this is going back. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? And so then they send like at least half of the plates back. 
And again, Murray well, asked. Well, Beverly's fries were ice cold. Ice cold. <laughs> and again, oh, but she does force Barry to eat the fish he ordered. He's like, I don't yes. want this. And she's like, nope, that's what you ordered. You're going to eat it. And also, I guess Adam does. She does let him swap for the petite filet, but whatever. So um, they send everything, half at least half the stuff back. And Murray was like, well, we'll box it up. And the waiter is like, you want me to to box up the food you you didn't want to eat now and he's like yeah can you just box it no to waste it what is with this restaurant of wasting food anyway and then um in the midst of this jeff in the episode jeff has a mental breakdown and like (laughs) that's what i thought was your actual like single best scene was going to be jeff's breakdown breakdown that's the whole thing (laughs) uh he yells at mr gold he yells at all of them he, ro- he roasts them roasts all, all of them except Erica except for Erica in front of the whole restaurant and it's amazing and it's what you it's I I feel like as every, the audience as yeah. the audience but also as someone who has had to eat dinner with somebody else's family in public anybody who has done that can relate to being like by the time you get to the end of the meal you're so on edge you're like what the fuck has happened in this meal like all of you are insane the best part We've is when he's like one experience like this. The best part is when he's like, "This is not our waiter. <laughs> this has never been, been our waiter." waiter. <laughs> yeah. That's my like favorite part of Jeff's oh freakout because God. it is. Yes. I think that's truly yes. the most one hundred percent related part because yes. I don't even think there's been times when like my parents have been like, "Oh, excuse me," and I'm like, "You know that's not. Do you do you know that's not our waiter? <laughs> like, do you just need something?" And he's the first person, or she's the first person you saw that works here, <laughs> or do you legitimately think? And I think most times they just need someone and yeah. are impatient, but like. That's the point where I was like, yep, this is. Yeah. No, that's that, relatable. I mean, it was all oh, so great. I don't even think you mentioned the fact that Murray made Jeff and Erica pretend to be twins. Yes, so they get two pieces two of birthday pieces cake. Of, instead of the one, they were already getting it one because it was Erica's it was actual, actual birthday. Yeah. And then they weren't allowed to touch. And they, could, they <laughs> couldn't have just made Barry and Erica twins <laughs> who are already siblings and look alike. But I think it's funny because I do think Jeff and Erica look alike a little they do, bit. Yeah. So this was kind of like a little like calling right, like, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then the last title card is the bill, which Beverly pulls out her own calculator for and is like nitpicking every single thing on it. And they've got mountains of doggy bags because of course they've ordered at this point, like three, they've full stolen meals three meals yeah. and Bev's purse and whatever. But I, sorry, no, no, that was, that was it. It's, I mean, and, and, and it's really nice that at the end, they wrap it up in the parking lot with Jeff feeling like that went really poorly, which again, mm. again, so relatable. Jeff is like, that went so poorly. Your family hates me. Oh my God. Like I did blah, blah, blah. And Murray comes up and decides and is like, Erica can, can me and, and Jeff, uh, talk Jeff a have a, have a conversation. And she's like, okay. And basically <laughs> Jeff says, you know, I'm so sorry that, this went really poorly. But I screamed. Oh, and then he like gave him the Heimlich because Murray like chokes on his oh, food when he, he eats. Well, we don't have to describe. Actually, ev- yeah, he yeah, just yeah. like puts too much food that's in his true, mouth. That's in. true. That's true. That's true. And, but whatever. So he apologizes and, but sort of, and but then Murray's like, oh, no, this happens at every meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked that this teachable, that this teachable moment was just Erica being like, I was oh, no, really, that's, that's how this is. Yeah. And that Erica was like, I was really worried we wouldn't work because 
my family's too fucking crazy for you, right. but you screaming at them made Means me realize you're that one you, of us. Like you could fit in and this yes. could work. And so I liked that the teachable moment was yes. just like find someone who's like find someone who can handle your crazy. Absolutely. Even if it's not directly yours, because like you do like right. quote unquote marry your family, right? Oh, like you marry. Sure. So I, I did like that that teachable moment was like a little bit less yes over your head yes whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just it like was a more very subtle. sweet yeah like jeff you weren't in the wrong this is just what happens right no 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 that's the thing and, and the family wasn't upset at the end and jeff was like upset until he realized they were not upset uh-huh. and then he was like oh and erica really i appreciated you know it does feel a lot like erica like walks all over not all i over wish jeff. erica was a little bit less mean to jeff yes i could use her being a little less mean because it just shows a lack of character growth because at this point they've dated for like several seasons so it's like at one point are you going to stop being a dick to your boyfriend because like you don't really need to feel superior over him because like you've both been y'all a are lot. equal like right, y'all right, are equals yeah, exactly. in this relationship he could yeah so he's not like a like a shrimpy so right no for sure so this this was a really nice moment that she was like, no, like you're one of us like this. You did good. Like this mm-hmm. was great. Like whatever, whatever, which of course was also what Jeff needed to hear. Right. So it was just, it was just really nice. Anyway, best episode. That is, that is truly the best episode that they've ever had. Yeah. Um, All right. So what you, I'm sure followed the rules. What's your single? So I'm a little scene? bit more of a rule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As always. So I did. So mine is from season two, episode one, love is a mixtape. So to set the scene a little bit, um, Adam is dating Dana and he's trying to figure out if him and Dana are like actually da- like, he's like, is she my girlfriend? Is she not my girlfriend? So he's trying to figure it out. And when I was thinking about this the first time, this wasn't my, this wasn't my initial single best scene. It was the suddenly scene more. But then when I watched this, I was like, oh no, whenever I think of the Goldbergs yes. and whenever I want to describe the Goldbergs to someone, this is the scene that sorry. No, it's okay. Just, the like, table. I'm so slammed sorry. It in my face. Oh my God. So um, whenever I describe the Goldbergs or think of the Goldbergs, this is how it is, which is like Beverly oversteps. One of her kids freaks out, end up hurting her feelings. Right. Sometimes rightfully, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Always someone else that is not in their family is there to witness this crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then they make up and the craziness ensues and everything's fine. So the setup for my single best scene is Adam makes this mixtape for his girlfriend, leaves it out on the kitchen table. Beverly finds it, assumes it's for her for because her, she's of course. fucking crazy. Assumes that this mixtape is for her and Adam doesn't know how to hurt his mom's feet. Like he doesn't. I, I actually kind of relate, not relate to Adam. I wouldn't do this, but I understand Adam's point of view where it's like, fuck, it's just easier for me to be like, yeah, this is definitely for you. So he lets her go along with it. Then he makes a copy of it, gives it to his actual girlfriend, Dana, and my single best scene. And I, I actually just going to have Jake play the clip um, is when Beverly picks Dana and Adam up from their date. So both Dana and Beverly have the mixtape at this point. So this is my single best scene from the Goldbergs. Well, everybody buckle up, because we're about to take a music video. Hi, Smoopy. Do kids have fun? Sure, totally. <laughs> well, everybody buckle up, because we're about to take a musical journey. With a special <laughs> mixtape. No, 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 no. From my number one guy. Hey, it's me. I made this tape special for you, and all the songs on it remind me of us. Especially this one, because you're my inspiration. You know our love was meant to be. Forever. Oh, boss. And I want you here. 
two day on, it's fine. What's going on? Why did your mom have my mixtape? Oh, you're confused. Um, Adam made me that tape because I'm the inspiration. What? I thought I was the inspiration. You are? Uh, I'm the inspiration. Those words are on that tape, yes. So then who's the inspiration, Adam? Yeah, Adam, who is the inspiration? Did you give me and your mom the same mixtape? Okay, both of you like to laugh, so you'll appreciate this. <sighs> yes, this is weird. I'm just gonna go grab her my friends. No, yeah, bye, Dana. Don't go. <laughs> I made the tape for you, okay? But my mom thought it was for her because she's a freaking lunatic. I'm just trying to spare her crazy feelings. <sighs> I'm glad you spared her feelings. So, is Die Hard still an option? Yeah, no, not happening. Okay, so that's my favorite scene. It, it like, to me, is, like, the perfect, de- like, depiction of the Goldbergs, which is Beverly just overstepping yes. to the point of... Blindly. Blatantly. Blindly and blatantly, yeah, out overstepping. And, like, Adam tries to, like, control her. Like, he tries to not hurt her feelings and then has to throw her under the bus because, like, of course the gr- the tape is for his girlfriend. Anyway, the only news I have this week is that the Goldbergs has re- been renewed for an eighth season, which we talked about earlier, but the spinoff Schooled, which was about the show in the 90s, has been canceled. So I will be curious to see if they bring Lainey back for, yeah. um, or like Coach Miller or any of the people who were on the Schooled show are going to be on the eighth season of the Goldbergs, but that's the only news I have in relation to the show. Well, so Soph, what is your recommendation of culture for the week? Um, mine's not a recommendation for culture, but it is a recommendation for our, a brand, which I know we have no sponsors, however, yet. yet, however, this is serious. If anybody from John Hart wants to work <laughs> with us, I am begging you, please reach out. Are John Hart, like, is that the bags with like the it's initials the on them? Yeah, it's okay. So John Hart is a Texas based brand that makes luggage and you know luggage category items so i have two makeup bags from them i have a makeup bag that i got from high school graduation that i still use and it still looks the same as it did yeah 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 yeah. so that is what i'm saying i have two makeup bags from them i have one that i got as a bid day gift in college at kayo Mm -hmm. and then another one that i asked for for christmas maybe last year, I guess that has like my actual like initials on it. And because I wanted one for toiletries and one for makeup and I'd had the, the one from college for what, like, like eight years now, eight years, or I guess at the time I had asked for it, it would have been six, but like it was the, here's the thing, the product, you're going to end up cutting all of this. Are, no, 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 no. The it's so durable and, long lasting and so high quality that I have these two makeup bags that are eight years apart in me owning them or six years, at least six years apart in me owning them. And they both look great. still. like, I would not be embarrassed to have them out. The corners aren't deteriorating. The leather pull tabs are still fine. Like they're just really sturdy, really good bags. They also make weekenders. They also make bigger luggage items. I, I don't have any of those, but I am like a Longchamp 
devotee. I have a lot of their stuff, but they're... Longchamp stuff is not as durable. Like the corners do give out. Yeah, they, you had that bag that the you had to like take God, it to get it yes. fixed. It was a whole thing. Yeah, my custom one, I have had to have the corners just like are constantly out, which means Don't it, sponsor us Longchamp. Yeah, Longchamp. <laughs> just no, kidding. We'll just edit kidding. That we would take we would take you too. But um, <laughs> I just really, really love the John Hart brand and they are a local Texas brand. So um check them out they do have like a pretty i think the big makeup bags are like 30 ish dollars so like reason like you know reasonably priced and such good quality like i'm i'm assuming i'm gonna have these bags till i die so. i mean i literally got mine for a high school graduation um, gift and haven't thought about it again yeah yeah like no, it and still zips everything colors good. and you can get you know your they can be custom like have your monogram on them or whatever or a picture or not a picture but like they have little like symbols like a heart or the shape of texas or something on there mm-hmm. um or they can just be plain but th- it just like that aside they're just really good quality the material they use is really nice and i was just looking at those bags this morning i was like i feel like more people need to know about this brand but what's your recommendation my recommendation is a documentary it's david foster's off the record it's a netflix document documentary it is about David Foster, who's a Grammy award-winning um, producer, lyricist. I mean, he kind of just does it all. And it's an hour and a half, and it really goes into his whole life. He has, I realized watching it, I was like, oh, cool. My music taste is just songs that David Foster's worked on. Married to Yolanda, right? He divorced from Yolanda, but yes, he's currently married to Catherine McPhee. Right, 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 right. Um, but he talks a little bit about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like, for like two minutes but he like discovered Josh Groban he talks about bringing Celine Dion to the U.S. he talks about finding Michael Buble I mean his story is just so incredible and like there's no they like really rush over the boring part so he's like yeah I grew up my parents did this it was fine then I moved to Toronto like he like skips through and it really talks about um him working in the music industry and writing for Chicago and working with Earth Wind and Fire and redoing I will always love you the Whitney Houston version of it and he's just truly fascinating to me and if you've ever if you're a fan of kind of like 80s pop ballads like you're the inspiration which just played in the Goldbergs clip I would highly recommend checking out this documentary perfect Jake you want to join us for our bye then so we're gonna yeah fully in (laughs) Jake's like I'm gonna sleep through some of your podcasts I'm gonna leave (laughs) through some of your podcasts I'm going to produce some but of like, them. I'm the third host. on. But also everybody, is. everybody needs to know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how to, you know, our send off, right? Yeah. What is our, what's the oh. send off? Uh, you're our producer. You get oh. a producer credit. So I would like you to do it when we start. <laughs> like, you bye. You just say bye guys. Yeah. No, we don't say guys. Okay. Bye y'all. Ready? Bye. 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 Podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at singlebestscene, or check out our website at singlebestscene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.